This buddy cast has been brought to you by Lead by a Magician. Braden Daniels has over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and training and coaching. Braden uses his magic to engage, empower, and transform leaders across industries through his thought-provoking keynotes and workshops. Learn how to make your next meeting magical by emailing Braden at BradenDaniels.com. Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. You know, I can't put my finger on it. That last voice is really familiar. I can't imagine who that was. It's got to be someone that we know, I feel like. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's a ghost. It's entirely Maybe. possible. Yes. It's a perfect night for that. Yes. Well, welcome, my buddies, to another hunting episode of BuddyCast. Blah, blah. That's right. We are doing a very spooky show tonight. <laughs> I am your co-host for the night, Nick Buddy Sorensen. And joining me today is my wonderful buddy, Trent. How you doing, Trent? It's an absolute pleasure to be a part of this one. You know how much I, I love and admire these. Well, I love and admire you. You know, mm -hmm. probably yes. Jessica Moore. Yeah. But you know, just saying. But uh, but these guys that we've got on today, I just think they're mm -hmm. terrific. Uh, they do they do wonderful work, and I am so thrilled to uh, to have our friends from Erie Unknown Paranormal Investigations. Good to yes. see you. Again. We appreciate the opportunity. Nice to be here. Yes. Back just in time for Halloween. Absolutely. Of timing, you know? So, Trent, I'm going to let you take the first question off the bat. Why don't you leave All right. All right. Very good. I thought I'd start with a little poetry for you guys just to get us in the Halloween spirit. I found this piece by uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. It was called Haunted Houses. We'll see if this. Uh, this resonates with you guys at all, with what you do. Okay. All houses wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses. Through the open doors, the harmless phantoms on their errands glide with feet that make no sound upon the floors. Now, do they actually make no sound? Or have you guys heard a lot of stuff in these haunted houses? Oh, you hear a ton of stuff. Really? Oh yes, a lot, a lot. Ah. Um, we we investigated a home in uh, Union City, and when we were up on the the upstairs level, there was a full attic above, and that's all you heard. It sounded like there was somebody walking up there. You go up there, nobody was up there. Um, we investigated the old um, Griswold building where Erie Biss is. Um, Trent, for you, that's uh, the, the old Griswold manufacturing building. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like Griswold um, 
pots and pans kitchenware. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was it was like a world famous kitchenware product that was made here in Erie. Right. And they they uh, turned the old factory into a uh, a haunted house for Halloween time. We were asked to investigate it, and up on the fourth floor, um, one of the night's uh, guards uh, was pushed off the roof and died. Oh. When we were up there, you heard footsteps. Um, you were at that investigation, weren't you? And I believe we picked up his name. Yes, we, we did pick up his name. I know you're going to ask me what it is, but I can't remember. <laughs> um, but I even asked somebody if they were like fondling the keys, if somebody had keys hanging off of their um, belt, because right. you you heard the sound of like jiggling keys. Wow. You would you would be surprised, you know, the footsteps, the, you know, creaking of wood, you know, a lot of the residual sounds that you can actually hear, um, you know, when doing an investigation like that. Wow. And Crazy. That uh, got tossed at you. Yeah. Yeah. So, didn't you also get didn't you also oh. get scratched one investigation? Yeah, we, we did a house out in uh, Gerard. And it was it was an older home believed to be part of the Underground Railroad, and um, I I kind of cornered not on purpose not to be mean or anything but I kind of cornered a figure that we caught on the SLS camera, and it almost looked like it was trying to move away from me and I kind of kept inching closer to it, and as I was sticking my arm out to try to see if I can feel it or, you know, make contact with it. Um, on the SLS camera, it actually showed like right where it was touching me. I, I got a, a scratch mark on my arm. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it was weird. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one word for it. Yeah. That's yeah. You know, it's, it. yeah. it's not yeah. something that you, you go into an investigation really hoping for, but it happened and you know, you got to deal with it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, what have you guys been up to since the last time you were on the show? Have, have you gotten any new evidence? I, I know we're talking about some things from the past, but just recently, what have you had going on? Um, we, we went through a little bit of a dry spell. Um, a lot of the investigators had busy summers. Um, I was going through some personal issues, uh, but we are starting to get in COVID. And COVID. Yeah, Slowed yeah. Slowed us down quite a bit. Um, yes. But we, we recently did a, uh, a nail salon in, in Fairview. We didn't get too much activity out of that one, um, but we did hear some residual things going on in, in one of the old offices in the back. Uh, the Griswold, the, Nick, you, you were with us on that one. Yeah, that was the um, Erie Abyss place. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You were there. Um, that that was a an investigation that we did after our, our last uh, uh, interview with you guys. Place and more. Oh yeah, we we did a. Uh, uh, an old uh, military armory down in Warren, Pennsylvania. Mm. Um, we got some, we didn't catch too much evidence. We had a lot of personal experiences with once again, noises. SLS. Mike uh, reached out. Yeah. Yeah. We got some figures on the SLS camera. We were down in the old shooting range and we thought we were hearing footsteps. Um, 
it almost kind of sounded like at one point, I believe it was Mike and I, we were back towards the, um, the edge end of the shooting range. And it almost sounded like somebody was walking towards us and then it just stopped. You know, the, the footsteps just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something like that. It's, it's cool, but it's also, you know, a little nerve wracking, you know, you don't, you don't know if you're ticking somebody off and they're coming after you, you know, or if they're just mm-hmm. up to you to be, uh, you know, curious. And well, you know, and that's an interesting follow up uh, in the heat of the moment. When all of this is going on, do you find yourself being very factual and then later on looking back on it and going, what just happened? Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, like you said, in the heat of the moment, it's you, you're trying to figure out what's real and what's not. You know, and that's one of the things we do, just like many paranormal groups, we try to debunk, you know, who was walking? Did the footsteps I hear, was that Chris? Was that somebody else? Could it have been somebody walking upstairs? Where was everybody at when this happened? Right. You know, you try to, you try to debunk it right away so you're not boggling your mind over it. If you can't debunk it, you know, at the end of the investigation, while we're all standing around talking, you know, a lot of things come up, you know, what was that? Who was that? Who could it have been, you know? And then one of the things that we always do is we follow up with the homeowner, the business owner, see if they had experiences like what we did. Interesting. Now, speaking of others, you know, it's that time of year where the supernatural is always on the top of our mind. Like it's Halloween time. We're always thinking of scary things or anything that goes bump in our attic. You know, could just be like a loose box or something that someone put didn't put away. But I thoughts automatically go to my house is hunted. I am getting out of here. You know, yeah, right? Exactly. Do you think that with all that comes like increased activity? Like, do you guys have you guys in the past? I know you were talking earlier. You know, it's kind of been like a little bit of a dry spell. Have you guys gotten more investigations in the past because of this? Because of like, you know, because of like Halloween time or the season I think, yeah. general, I think in general people would like to believe that the season helps uh <laughs> bring about hauntings uh mm-hmm. and you know you find that there's intelligent hauntings and some residual hauntings mm-hmm. that aren't aware of uh what time of year it is or what time of day it is uh you know a lot of times this time of year you get temperature fluctuations that will cause noises in your attic uh, so yes. it's, you have to be able to discern that and like uh jim said we try to recreate things that we hear in order to debunk it we we go in with an open mind to uh see what's what but if you go in thinking okay everything we hear is going to be uh a haunting of some sort i think the the approach and doing it that way is a little off yeah you know as far as spirits saying, oh, it's Halloween time, let's go out and be scary. Now that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but this time of year, you get a lot of people that start playing with Ouija boards, start doing their own things. Unfortunately, this is one thing that I will never recommend or be a part of is like any type of seance or anything like that. You know, that's one mm. I, I play with Ouija boards. 
I don't recommend them, but you know, if somebody says, Oh yeah, I play with Ouija boards. Okay. It is what it is. Right. You know, but I'm not going to go downstairs, you know, in a Pentagon or the star of David and put a dead animal in front of me with pig's blood and try to summon <laughs> a, a, the devil. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that do enjoy doing that around this time of year. So that definitely could bring, you know, a lot of unwanted hauntings, you know, and things like that around this time of year. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. I mean, when it's top of mind like this and people are doing everything they do to celebrate Halloween. That local uh, stuff, you know. Even, right. even, even if it's not making things manifest people are beginning to feel like more things are being manifest right 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 oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah you know the other the other thing that i think it could be how many people are watching all the movies nowadays and getting that in their mindset that like like i said anything that goes bump in your attic they just watch you know they just watch 24 hours worth of horror films in one night and they're like anything they think like anything like um Here's a funny story for you. One uh, day around Christmas time, my brother went to see that Krampus movie. Mm-hmm. And oh. that morning mm-hmm. I came back from like my sister's or somewhere and I was locked out of the house. So <laughs> I threw a snowball at his window and he like jumped on his bed going Krampus or something like that. <laughs> and then he heard it again. I do another one. He's like, what the? And he sees me down there. He's like, yeah, down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Explainable <laughs> phenomena, right? Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. And, and there are some that aren't explainable. Uh, you know, for example, uh, we've all heard noises at night of, of houses settling and mm-hmm. roofs cooling off. Uh, yeah. I had a personal incident at a house that uh, we lived in in the Bradford area, and I was in bed, had to get up early. My foot was kind of hanging off the bed, and I felt something kind of walk into my foot and it mm. happened more than once. And I, I just sat up and said, you know, go out there and bother those guys. I have to get up in the morning. Well, <laughs> as I finished saying that every smoke alarm in the house went off. Wow. And nobody oh, else wow. in the other room knew that happened. So I kind of downplayed it a little bit, made sure everything was fine. Went back to bed the next day after work. Uh, my son, he said, you know, that really kind of freaked me out yesterday. I said, you know what? chances that ever happening again are probably pretty close to zero and it went off again just as i said that oh and we had other incidents in that house so those are those are documentable incidents that aren't normal occurrences so you have to discern between oh i heard a noise Uh, you know what what is it or if you can find out what it is it's easier to debunk yes or proof follow-up question a quick follow-up question: oh, How long? Ahead. How long until you put that house on the market and said, "I'm out of here"? <laughs> we, we, we weren't we weren't there that long, uh, you know. Uh, when when we have given time, I'll tell you there there were more incidents in that house that uh, that uh, kind of targeted me a little bit, and uh, oh. it was bother it was bothersome. Not as scary. The very last one was a little bit uh, uh, nerve wracking. Other than that, they were just oddities like that. Yes. Wow. Chad, before we ask the next question, we have a question from the audience. Oh, good. Okay. Which is, what was the scaredest you have ever been during an investigation? Why do I have a feeling this one's targeted towards me? I know it is. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So there's there's twice. And if I don't mention them, I'm going to get flagged from my other investigators. <laughs> um, one, we were doing a business, which I, I can't name. But mm -hmm. when let, let me tell you, when, when a building is, is pitch dark and you can barely see your hand in front of your face, you are able to see a shadow, believe it or not. And I'm standing there and I just, I, I zoned out. And I'm looking down this hallway into nothing but blackness. And I am about 98% positive I saw this big black mass just move from right to left down another hallway. Well, when that happened, I'll, I'll admit I kind of jumped. And when I jumped, it scared the crap out of everybody else. And, you know, I still catch issues with that one. <laughs> um and then the other one was the the house in Girard um, that I was talking about that was believed to be a part of the Underground Railroad. We were upstairs, and upstairs they used to have an, an old kitchen area that they turned into a laundry room. And there was one of those little, like, half doors that led into the attic, if you could picture one of those little half mm -hmm. doors, you know? Right. And... Uh, me and another investigator, Mark, we were just standing up there kind of talking and, you know, figuring out a game plan of how we're going to investigate. And that little half door opened. Just now, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it was paranormal. I don't know if there was, you know, uh, a vent that maybe turned on in the attic area that pushed the door open. You know, I'm not going to say it was paranormal, but when that opened, I mean, you heard it kind of like la unlatch and then it creaked open. I uh, moved quicker than I probably should have. We have yeah. a runner. Well, we do. <laughs> I, yeah. It was Mark. It was, was your Mark wasn't far behind me, so it yeah, was your better. dude run moment, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. There you uh, go. Well, as has been has investigating these haunted locations made you more or less skeptical about the paranormal because there are people out there who are doing this for publicity and you know they they want to be the haunted location because that's become a big buck situation right oh mm -hmm. it, it has and you know to answer your question me personal it's it's made me believe more Right. You know, less skeptical, less skeptical. I mean, we've done many investigations. We've been doing this now for about two years. And I want to say we've done over 40 investigations. Wow. Not not all. of. I mean, we've had investigations where, you know, we spent five, four or five hours and absolutely nothing happened. We've had investigations where it's nonstop activity from start to finish. You know, so just knowing what could happen and it does happen, you know, I know it's not all fake. And I've had to explain that a million times to people asking on our Facebook page, how do we know you guys are real? How do we know you're not faking evidence? All I can say is you just got to believe what you're going to believe. You know, mm. we are not in it for we are all paranormal lovers. You know, that's why we started the group. We've all had personal experiences. 
you know, that made us believe in the afterlife. Not everybody does, and that's fine. But when you're doing an investigation and things are legitly happening to you, like hearing footsteps, being touched, you know, and one of the things that we do is if the homeowner, the business owner wants to join us on the investigation, we let them. You know, we just don't take over the house for the night and say, okay, go spend the night at a hotel, come back in the morning. If they want to stay there and, and watch us, join us, we're, we're fine with it. And we've had a lot of times where we've had the business owner or homeowner, you know, say, I, I felt like I was touched or we get a, a figure on the SLS camera and, you know, they hold out their hand and they're like, oh my God, I can feel it touching me. So they have experiences now. You know, so yeah, I mean, it's, it definitely made me more of a believer, you know, after two years of doing this and, you know, all the scientific equipment that we have, you know, I, I don't know what happens when we die. There's only one way to find that out, you know, but I do believe that when you die, there's a possibility you could, you know, still be around for some time. Yep. I can say, hey, there are always those relatives that you, they'd always tell you, when I die, I'm coming back for you, you know? Oh, you I've seen that to quite a few people. Yes. <laughs> so we touched on this a little bit earlier, but to bring the question back, what was the most hair-raising experience that you guys had that you, to this day, cannot explain? Uh, you know, I, mine has nothing to do with an investigation. Uh, it, mm -hmm. it, uh, it was something that mm -hmm. I saw um it I, i'll tell you kind of where it was at it was uh it was in the quarry area on route six and yeah, i remember this this is uh this is as real as as i am sitting here it, it's it was astounding <clears throat> driving to erie uh and going through quarry Lori's sitting next to me and on the road coming right down the road was an apparition that was 10 foot tall and it was uh it was shaped like a gargoyle like you see perched on top of a building mm -hmm. it was running down the road arms moving legs moving and i actually swerved out of the way because I didn't want to drive through it. It was like a translucent cloud, but it was moving. Um, and she was screaming, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? And, I, and I'm thinking, I'm losing my mind. I just saw this ferocious demon come running down the road at us. And uh, at the same time, I won't go into a lot more description of it, but it was as real as... A, a car going by me and uh, wow. uh now i will i will tell you this i investigated the area and it was really close to the area where uh the seneca had kind of uh massacred the iroquois indians the, the last mm. part of that tribe that happened within about a half mile of this location was it tied to it i have no idea was it uh, residual or intelligent i have no idea uh, but she wasn't gonna let me turn around and go back to see if we could see it again Cats is a blamer. Yeah, it, it, it was it was hair raising, absolutely uh, phenomenal. But it was actually pretty cool at the same time. Mm -hmm. James, what about, what about you? you? 
So I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the Northeast bowling lanes and we were doing an investigation there. And I, I believe it was the investigation where we, we did a, a drawing and the, the winner got the investigation with us, but we were, I was in the back of the lanes and I believe we were using the spirit box and the other investigator, Mike, he was up front by the, the kitchen and cash register area. And I can't remember why, but I started walking back uh, behind the lanes to like walk out up front. And as I was walking, something was like thrown at me. I don't know. It was something metal, like a little wash or bolt, some, you know. And I felt like hit the side of my foot and it kind of rolled around. And as soon as that happened, we had walkie talkies and Mike radioed me. And he goes, hey, did I just, did you drop something? Or, you know, I said, no, I, I think something was thrown at me. He goes, well, that's funny because we're not getting much activity up front. So I said, you know, if anybody's, you know, here, throw something at Jimmy. And as soon as he said that, something was thrown at me. Wow. So I ended up turning around and I went back to the, the little workbench where we had the spirit box. And I was just like, hey, you know, are you throwing things at me again? Because the last time we were there, you know, we had some activity happen. And plain as day, a male voice, you could hear just laughing over the spirit box. Um, so for me, that was kind of, um, that was a little bit of a odd, you know, freakish moment. Mm -hmm. I should say so. Yeah, especially when you're targeted. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That would have there been is. it for me. That would have been the moment of, well, this was fun. Thanks for inviting me, guys. I'm going to go home and bathe in holy water. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, when that stuff happens to you personally, and and we talked last time that mm -hmm. we that we talked, and I, I let you in on a couple of the uh, the incidents I've gone through, Jimmy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. when you're in the moment, wow. I mean, yeah. it's the hair literally does come up on the back of your neck it really oh, ab you no, ab absolutely no question you about know, it. And i don't i don't know how many times when you know you feel like you're around something and you look at you know you got goosebumps and the hair on your arm standing and you know some of the equipment that we have tells temperature you know and we've had it where the left side of the body might be you know, the air around you, let's say, might be 72 degrees, and then the right side of your body might be five degrees colder. Hmm. You know, how, do you, how do you explain that? You right. Know? right. Mm. And we all know what footsteps sound like. Oh, you know, yes. We, all grow yes. Up, we understand the, the procession, the rhythm that footsteps have. So if you hear one or two, eh, it, are those footsteps you don't know? But when you hear four, five, or six, and they're getting, they're getting louder and they're approaching or on a mm -hmm. set of stairs – you know there's a difference there and, and those can be hair raising too because what's there who's there are they coming this way and can we get evidence of that so uh it's there's there's a lot to be said for those things i believe it well let's go from uh hair raising to hair hilarious we talked about ghost hunting tv shows the last time we visited yep I've been thinking about this a lot and I've been watching more and more of the show and it, it seems like 
they're they're popping up like weeds. There's more and more every every week. It seems like. What do they get right, and what do they get wrong, in your opinion? If you're not there, it's hard to say. But okay. I think some of the some of the intent is to go into uh, to believe everything is paranormal, and I think that's the wrong approach. I, I like the approach of the of the shows that go in uh, again, open minded with the attempt to recreate or debunk because oftentimes they do uh and uh a lot of times they find that that's when they discern between the real paranormal and then the obvious shows itself when you can debunk or recreate and then when you can't it lends itself to uh being more believable and less skeptical than uh, a show that goes in with the intent of making every noise paranormal uh, it gets watered down, it's saturated, and then you lose the truth in, in amongst all the mix. That's for me. Okay. Um, in our TV show being nothing but activity, it doesn't happen. No. You, the, and, and I'm going to use Ghost Adventures, it's probably the most popular. Those guys are on location for two, three days. You know, they do multiple investigations. It's not just a one-night investigation. They have to do 48 hours of investigating to get 40 minutes of, of footage. You know, because in an hour show, you're adding in 20 minutes of commercials, roughly. Sure. Right. So we do live feeds whenever we're allowed to. And that's the one thing I always ask our clients, you know, are we allowed to do live feeds? A lot of them say, yeah, they don't care. Others want to remain anonymous. But every time I do a live feed, that's always one of my disclaimers. You know, just look, guys, we are not a TV production. There's going to be a lot of walking around. There's going to be a lot of trial and error, figuring out what equipment's best to use where, you know. And I've actually had people say, well, this is boring, you know. Can be. It can be. You are absolutely right. We could be in an area for a half hour talking to absolutely nobody, getting no evidence, you know, and then we might go to the next room and it might be an hour of nothing but activity, you know, mm. but that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand is the Hollywood production of it, you know, start to finish, nothing but activity going on. And if you even think about ghost adventures, the first 15, 20 minutes of the show is all interviews, talking about the location. So in it's an hour, I can't watch anymore. Yeah. I can't, I can't right. watch. Right. In an hour, in an hour show, you actually only see 15, maybe 20 minutes of actual investigation, but that 15, 20 minutes makes it look like it's the most haunted place on the planet. That's right. about, that's about that. Does it make it feel like it's like a stereotype almost like where, uh, almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I I still have yet to see, and, and you're not going to see it because everything's about ratings, mm -hmm. right. but I would love to see an actual show out there that, Nothing you know, happens. hey, this is, a, this is an investigation. We had fun, but unfortunately, we didn't get any evidence. Right. Yeah. You know, hopefully next mm -hmm. week will be a better time, you know? Yeah. And that's why I like shows like, you know, Pawn Stars, for example, because it's not all just like deals, 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 deals. It's like. Well, we tried negotiating with this guy. He didn't want it. So right. we exactly. moved on. Yeah. Like we moved yeah. on with our lights. It's not, we landed a $5,000 deal in one day. And then an hour later, Chum Lee came back with $20,000. Okay. You know? right. 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 And you got you to imagine that, that 
we have recording instruments and if we're there mm-hmm. for hours uh it takes all of us to go over the the, the items that we recorded to yes. listen to and to review we may leave a place feeling a little deflated we found nothing only to find two days later hey i caught something really cool wow. and share it with the group and we go oh that 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 really was a voice that was very uh uh understandable uh, yeah, yes. said intelligent uh mm-hmm. so it's we don't always hear uh or see what may be caught on camera or recording device Right. Right. Yeah, I, I can believe that. Now you mentioned ghost adventures, so I ha- I have to uh, ask ask you this since we're on the subject of uh, of mm-hmm. ghost uh, ghost hunting on television. How do I put this? <laughs> Zach gets possessed on almost every investigation they do. We need we need Mike here. Mike, can you call in, please? Uh, so, has, has, him. has anything like that? Have, have your moods changed? Have people gotten violent, or have people gotten weepy, or you know, I I I feel like he's bipolar myself. So. Well, yeah, that's it's it, it's extreme showmanship, right? But, uh, I, I believe, and I wasn't there. There was an incident where you did catch uh, a kind of a hand figure coming out of a chair and which made somebody not feel so well. So now, is it possible? Absolutely. In in my opinion, and in in a lot of paranormal experts, you know, not saying I'm an expert, but a lot of paranormal experts, yeah, possession is a real thing. It can happen. I, I do agree with you. That's kind of an inside joke with us is, you know, Zach is always getting possessed. He's always freaking out. He always wants to beat somebody up on an investigation, whatever. Um, we did have a time, Mike, he was the investigator that was with us last time. Mm-hmm. And luckily I was holding one of my night vision cameras. I was sitting on, on a couch. We were in, inside a home. And I was sitting on the couch and I was just kind of panning back and forth videotaping. And Mike was sitting across the living room from me in a chair. And he kind of had his hand on on his head like this. He goes, I don't feel good. And he goes, my stomach feels a little upset. I feel a little woozy. And as he's talking about that, I there was a figure, like a blob orb looking thing. It looked like it came out of his body. And I didn't say anything to him. And not even a few seconds after I watched this thing leave his body, you know, Mike goes, I don't know what that was, but I feel better now. Interesting. Uh, You actually caught it. Yeah, I I caught it. I I do. I do have that. You know, I can (laughs) post that on on the Erie Unknown page if people want to see it. Oh, please. That'd be a good good Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I, I can do that. But yeah, that was um, that was something that was weird. Like right on cue, he didn't feel good. And right on cue, he felt like he was better after I literally watched, you know, this thing kind of float from his body. Um, there was one other time. Oh, we did a house in Fairview. And this lady was certain it was possessed demons. She heard growling. There was a bunch of scratching going on. 
so we investigated and I went downstairs and she said that's where a lot of the activity happened. And as soon as my foot hit the basement floor, I felt like I was going to pass out. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say it was paranormal, but literally I was fine until my foot touched the basement floor. And the only way I could describe it is hold your breath until you feel like you're going to pass out. Hmm. I felt wow. that way for a couple seconds and then I was fine the rest of the night. And keep in mind when, when somebody tells you that this area of the house is, is possessed or they're hearing demonic noises or, or ongoings and you're going to investigate there and it's dark, your, your levels of everything are raised. Yes. And so it's, it's very easy to get, get overwhelmed. Yeah, get Right. Uh, and until you do it enough times where you can, okay, kind of talk yourself down, calm yourself down a little bit as it happens. Uh, but again, I, like I said earlier, extreme showmanship is what we see on a lot of the TV shows. Uh, yes. They're not that great to watch. Yes. Some are okay, uh, but uh, some are just cartoonish. All right. Pretty much. And a lot of TV shows are like that. You know, I know since it's Dwarfism Awareness Month, I know TV shows that depict the little people as these crazy people who will fight you in a ball pit, walk up to you on a random Sunday and kick you in the shin and hobble away <laughs> or something, you know? Right, yeah. Everyone, to everyone, it's comic. It's like, ah, that's funny. But you never know when it's going to play in real life. Like, you never know when someone's going to walk up to me. Like, I've had people just walk up to me in the general and just say, like, all these random questions, like, Hey, if I go pay McDonald's or something, would you fight me in a ball pit or something like that? Like, they'll just ask those stupid questions. Or like, I had one where a good friend of mine was watching a certain movie with Mike Myers in it. And he said, I got to know. I've been watching Austin Powers. I got to know. I knew exactly where he was going. I answered his question and he said, thank you. You know, yeah. but they, they think that have you guys, this is a follow-up question for me. Have you guys ever gotten that point like ask those questions because of something someone saw on tv that they think like applies to you you know yeah we, we do and like, it, like i said one of the questions and that we've gotten a lot during our live feeds you know i i post evidence if if we're allowed to to our facebook page and i've had a lot of people oh this is fake you know whatever we get that question a lot. How do we know this is real? How do, how, you know, prove to me paranormal is real. I can't, I honestly, I can't, I, I could have a picture of Abraham Lincoln, you know, clear as day and, you know, in, in a, in somebody's house and somebody will find a way to say that it's not real, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's one of those things where you, you do the best you can. There's a lot of people out there that love what we do and they, they, they know what we do is real and mm -hmm. you're always going to have your, you know, like Trent, I'm, I'm sure with you doing magic shows, you know, you, yeah. I'm sure you've had that guy. Oh, he's got a string in his pocket or, you know, he has this or he has that, you know, guilty by association. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. So, I don't pull rabbits out of my hat. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of pulling a rabbit out of your hat, we see all the gadgets that they use on these shows. Yes. And there's a new gadget every week on Ghost Adventures. I hate to 
keep picking on them, but it's low hanging fruit. Let's be honest. Yeah. There's a million gadgets. Is, is any of this stuff useful? It, or, it is. Are, are they just pretty props? I mean, what are, what is the difference? They work. A lot, a lot of the things that they use on ghost adventures, we have had, uh, we, we use as well. Okay. K2 meter, Mel meters. Um, the reason ghost adventures always has new equipment is they have bill chapel he's a world-renowned paranormal uh equipment inventor that's his job he sits in his little science room and he <laughs> figures out ways to track ghosts down mm. and he now is he legit is he a legitimate uh in, in my opinion, i believe he is okay right. his equipment does pick up anomalies and it yes. does, so it does he, he if I'm not mistaken, he invented the SLS camera. That's the right. camera where you can capture the like stick figures, you know, that you can't see with the human eye. Or uh, Zach calls them teeny tiny little men. Yeah. Yes, yeah. teeny tiny teeny. little men. Yes. Uh-huh. I like I like the EMF meters myself. And okay. what those do, the electric magnetic field. And it's believed that when a when a spirit's around you it gathers and it has strong magnetic energy so it can move something it can try to manifest itself the littlest thing for a spirit to do takes a lot of energy we're talking right now like it's nothing for a spirit to say its name or to say hi you know or something like that it takes a lot of energy so that's why a lot of times an investigator might feel drained. Your energy is being released to something, you know, the spirit, so it can do something. Mm -hmm. uh, that, our, our batteries and our equipment. I don't know how many times we've gone to an investigation with full batteries, and after five minutes of recording, the battery's dead. Um, so with, with a spirit building up energy, and you haven't a meter that can detect magnetic fields if that meter goes off that's a good indication that something's around you hmm. um you know along with hot spots cold spots um you know the the sensation of being touched you know all those things but out of all the equipment that we use me personally i i like the the more scientific realm of, of the EMF meters. And, and there's a ton of them out there. Let me tell you, this equipment's not cheap. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of the older technology, like my dad's an electrician and he has old meters from the sixties and seventies. You buy them now on paranormal websites, you know, I'd sell equipment. They want four or $500 for this. Right. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it, it's not cheap. You know, that, that's why a lot of people are going out and, you know, buying stuff on eBay or, or Amazon. I'm not a fan of cell phone apps. That's one thing I will say is if you ever come up to me and say, oh, I, I caught a, you know, figure on my cell phone app. I'm just going to say, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you spend $10 on a cell phone app. You don't know if it's programmed. Right. Yeah. Mm. I hate to say it. There's a lot of people I use them, and that's fine. Yeah, if it's ad supported, you know. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> now to follow up on that for our viewers out there who maybe didn't catch you the first time what other pieces of equipment do you guys use for investigations we have some night vision cameras obviously self-explanatory um you could be pitch dark and you know you could see about 70 80 feet down a hallway into a room whatever you know that's perfect for seeing shadows you know, anomalies that might manifest while we're not in the room. And the two night vision cameras that I have, I just set up. I'll ask the the homeowner, business owner, where's the most activity at? And they'll tell me and I'll set up a camera there and set up a camera. And the tedious fact of when you're done investigating, you have to sit down and go through eight hours of video and watch it. Right. And the second you blink is the second you're going to miss something. Right. You know, um, but the night vision cameras, we have EVP recorders, which are electric or electronic voice phenomenon. They are very high uh, intensity sound recorders. You can hear somebody whisper, you know, three rooms down from you. That's how sensitive these are. Mm. And you ask questions, you just lay, lay them out, let them record, and they might be able to pick up voices that you can't hear with the, you know, with your own ear. We've gotten a lot of good EVP recordings. Um, we have a spirit box, which creates the white noise to help the spirit talk. What else do we have? EMF meters. We, we, yeah, we have quite a few EMF meters. Okay. Um like I said, that detects electric ma uh, magnetic field. Um, oh, uh, the, the K2 meter, we have a REM pod. A REM pod's a, an EMF detector, but it has an antenna. So the closer something gets to it, it'll actually light lights up. It'll go from like red to white, I believe. Red, red green, yellow, red, and white or something like that. But we've actually had conversations with this, and it was at Northeast Bowling Lanes. Hmm. Um, Mike and I believe Mark, uh, they were standing by the front counter, and you ask simple questions. Obviously, yes, no, male, female. You know, are you a male? It might not go off. Are you a female? It'll go off. Well, good chance you're talking to a female. Um, and whenever you ask a question and that goes off, what are the odds that as you're asking specific questions, this thing is going off? Mm -hmm. So that's something that we like to do. We don't just walk around and say, oh my God, the meter's going off. There's a ghost here. <laughs> we try to, we try to prove it, ask it questions. Um, with the K2 meter, everybody's seen that, you know, that's the EMF meter that the, the lights move on it. Right. And, you know, I'll, I'll always ask if somebody's here, can you make those lights go off? And it doesn't happen all the time, but there are times that the lights will go off. And as soon as I say, okay, step away, the lights will go off. That's kind of hard to disprove, in my opinion. When, you, when you're able to have it repeat. Correct. You know, and that's something else you got to do is uh, you got to get a baseline rating of the room. You know, go around. Obviously, there's 
wires and all the rooms that can, you know, set our equipment off. So we got to be sure to stay away from those areas, stay away from microwaves, TVs, you know, a lot of digital clocks will set our equipment off. But you just find that part of the room where your equipment's good and, you know, that's where we do the investigating from. That's got to be really tricky in this day and age because there's so much electronic it, it equipment is. everywhere, right? And we we had actually found out I was I was doing a recording on my cell phone of a uh, K two session, and we were actually getting some good hits off of the K two. Well, I'm standing there with my cell phone, and I'm like, man, this thing is going crazy not realizing five feet standing away from the K2 meter, my cell phone was setting it off. So um. I backed up away from it. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, you know, once I did that, we were fine. It, it start, stopped giving false readings. But we definitely do, you know. Uh, and that's part of the debunking process. Exactly. Right. Yep. Interesting. Now, let's say someone out there is experiencing some paranormal activity. Other than contacting you guys, what should they do? Recreate it. See if they can recreate it. See if you can debunk it. Uh, is is it uh, is it happening at eight o'clock in the evening as the sun goes down and the cool air starting to to, to move in? Those are timely things that can help you actually be more at ease, a little bit more open-minded, uh, figure it out. Uh, see if you can disprove it before you go into my home is haunted. Uh, that, that's the best way to uh, approach it. Now, if uh, something is occurring that is obviously not just noises, um, if you're in bed and you're hearing footsteps come down your hall, uh, that's a different story. That's a little bit harder to recreate because like I said earlier, we know what footsteps sound like. All of us do. Uh, and um, it's not just one or two noises. If it's a series, uh, then you have to look a little at it a little closer. Get some professional help like us. Professional? <laughs> hey. Hey, take it when you get it, buddy. Believe me. I... Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I would say he he nailed it on the head you know try to recreate it see if you can figure it out there are so many types of different hauntings you have re residual um you have intelligent you have poltergeist there there's a lot of different types of hauntings don't psych yourself out you know if you hear something like chris said try to recreate it if it is something obvious you go downstairs at midnight to get a glass of water and all your cupboard doors are open and the chairs are stacked on top of each other and you're the only person who lives in that house you might have some activity going on yeah or whatever that too you know yeah right right don't don't psych yourself out just because your house is haunted there's a lot of people their house is haunted they know and they're they're fine with it haunting doesn't equate to evil and and once you get past that fear uh, it, like I said, there's residual, there's intelligent, uh, Hey, maybe great grandma's trying to reach out to you. Uh, who, who knows, but haunting for the friendly ghost quite evil. So 
Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I uh, I had some friends in Michigan who lived in a haunted house, but I didn't know it for a number of years. I'd known these people for a long time, and they uh, we were having dinner one night, and the subject of ghost hunting came up and the paranormal, and they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, our house is haunted." I said, "What do you mean your house is haunted?" And they started going down this laundry list. It was the footsteps. It was the doors opening slamming shut there were uh uh kitchen cupboards you know coming open and closed and all and they were so matter of fact about it mm-hmm. i mean they went on for 45 minutes to an hour oh yeah and then there was this one time you know and well, you I, I become said, accustomed to it I, do you do you become accustomed to it sure yeah mm-hmm. really? there's, there's a lot of so residual hauntings that's almost like a record player just playing over and over again. There's, there's, I don't want to say trapped energy, but there's energy in the house. The spirit might not know it's dead. You know, let's say it's, uh, I don't know, somebody from the early 1900s that used to live in that house. And it's almost like every night at nine o'clock, you hear footsteps go up the stairs and walk into the bedroom, you know, whatever. People might start saying, oh, there's the footsteps. It must be 9 o'clock. They don't care anymore. You get used to it. Intelligent hauntings, that's the one that gets most people. You don't know when. And, and that's that's the biggest thing about hauntings, period, is the unknown. That's, you know, eerie unknown. And our logo is searching for the unknown. You know, or the, Our motto is searching for the unknown. But that's what freaks people out the most. Is their house haunted? If it is, are they going to get touched? Is it going to be like a Hollywood movie where you open your eyes and there's this thing standing there growling at you? More than likely, no. It's it's going to be something that could be there to get your attention. You know, like you said, a, a family member, that happens a lot. You know, there there could be a family member that's, playing with you they want to get your attention say you know hey i'm here i'm fine um one of the popular things to do before somebody passes you know you know they might tell their grandmother or grandfather you know when you pass give me a sign and mm-hmm. one of the one of the great signs is i i honestly don't know why but it's a cardinal a lot mm-hmm. of people believe yes. that i have seen time. that multiple times i have an aunt that had a nephew pass away and my grandfather passed away and she said both the morning after they passed she's come she's been the one who's woken up first you know has just taken some time to herself and looked out the window and out there the first time when it was her nephew it was just one little cardinal and she's like okay Mm -hmm. and then i looked it up and that's what i found the second time it was two cardinals for my grandfather and her nephew yeah Mm. Yep. So I have seen that before. I know that one. And you're right. A lot of them do. Say, Here's a good one. My grandfather, when he passed, his name for me was Buddy. Hence the name Buddy Cast, you know? Anywhere I went, hey, Buddy, how's it going? Anytime I called him on the phone, hi, Buddy, how you doing? I, we were after the funeral, you know, we were at the uh, the wake or the after thing for the funeral. And we had that little, not the dinner, but like the little after thing at our house. Mm-hmm. And yep. as the party died down, I snuck out to the back to get some fresh air, you know, 
and I'm in the back and I'm kind of like pacing around just doing my thing. And I'm going, you know what? I just need like, I, I just need something to drink. Just like a Coke or something to just get my mind off everything. Four coolers in the backyard. One of them had one can of soda left. And it was back when Coke was doing that share Coke with promotion. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I picked mm-hmm. it up. Share Coke with, buddy. No way. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. I almost dropped the can. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so you're right. There are signs. There are signs that aren't are. as haunting, you know. It's not all bang on the windows and slam the doors. It's just a simple, hey, I'm here. Flicker the lights, you know. That's right. And, you know, there, there's a lot of things you can do. Like I said, a lot of people, they they don't care once they get used to it. Others, they don't like it. They They don't want their house to be haunted. And they'll go to the most extreme measure and just say, okay, we're going to sell our house and move, you know, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, a lot of books that you can get that explain paranormal. There, there's a, you know, try the salt thing, the sage. You can have somebody come in, bless the house. Uh, I know in the Erie area, pretty much any priest will do a home blessing for you. Yep. A lot of people, they buy a brand new home. They just want good vibes, so they'll have a priest blessing. Um, That's what we did. Yep. So th- there are a lot of things to try to get rid of. If you believe your home is haunted, there are a lot of things you can do to don't be mean. Don't get out, get out. This is my home. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. If your house is haunted, you might just end up taking it off and it's going to have fun with you. Yeah. Well, I, that, that could very well be a true statement. So do what you can. If you don't want your house to be haunted, try to get rid of it yourself. If that doesn't work, you can get a priest, you know, and then from there, if, if that still doesn't work, you know, you might have to try to see if you can find a medium or something like that to explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. We, we're we not able to do that. You know, nobody in my group can contact and talk to spirits. We could very well tell you if there is a spirit in your home, what are they doing there? Why they're there? Maybe, maybe not. That's where the EVPs and spirit box comes in. But mm-hmm. Trent, do you want to take the next question? Yeah. Um, what keeps you investigating all these haunted places? Are you crazy? It, it, equate, it, equates, <laughs> to, it, it equates to uh, like the game of golf. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you go out there and you, you hack around but you pull off one great shot that keeps you coming back. And it's the same thing. Like, like Jim said, we may go bust and on a live feed, it shows that, but it's that one piece of evidence that we can't explain away. That is too obvious that it has to be real. It, it may say a name. It may say uh, something, or we may see something or pick something up on camera that brings you back to say, okay, we, we have this, Let's build on that. And, and that's what keeps it going. Mm-hmm. I, I like the thrill of it. A, it keeps me out of trouble for the most part. <laughs> um, but everybody has their own personal experience. You know, I think that's why we all do this for the most part. But, mm-hmm. you know, like he said, you're, you're looking for that one piece of, oh, my God, that's amazing footage that's amazing evidence helping people i mean that's another thing we've we've actually done investigations where 
we've had people thank us a million times, you know, to verify, validate if their home is haunted or not. That's a good feeling. You know, it mm-hmm. really is. But just the thrill of it, you know, you keep doing it. You you hope that the next investigation's better than the next. If it is a, you know, a bust, then you you hope that the next one's better. You know, so doing it for the thrill, helping people out. That's that's for me the the main thing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, before I ask you the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, I got to ask you this question. You mentioned earlier you have some activities where you have some investigations where it's dead as a doornail but then you have activities that the minute you hit the ground running you're non-stop what are can you give us a specific example of a time that it was non-stop from your personal perspective like investigation that you just came away with like the jackpot of of um what's the word like of evidence you know okay well so one really good piece of evidence that we had caught was a spirit box and we were doing a an office on millionaires road downtown and our spirit box guy scott he always has good luck with that thing he had asked the question of can you tell me the name of your children and there was a little bit of a delay and clear as day over that spare box. And once again, I, I do, I still have this uh, audio footage or audio uh, taping, but over that spirit box, you hear a, a male voice say, I don't have any kids. And it was me, Scott, and like one other person in this room. I, I can't, you know, I can't describe that one. Somebody answered Scott. There was another time, and it was in the house that I that I was saying when I went downstairs, I, I got woozy. So it was late at night, you know, and when you don't have a lot of stuff going on, we, I'll admit there's times we like to play games on each other, whatever. So Scott was feeling a little, I don't know, I don't know if he was tired, but he we were all sitting on the floor and we were doing a spirit box session. Well, Scott decided to start crawling down the hallway and as he was crawling he was looking into the bedrooms and he would crawl to the next room and i had asked i said can you tell me who that is crawling and a female voice clear as day scotty and scott even turned around and i i'm sure i can't say repeat exactly what he said but (laughs) did somebody say my name i said yeah some chick on the spear box said your name um one one of the night vision cameras that we got was in that office building on millionaires row it was the night vision camera was in an office that had activity and throughout maybe 30 seconds of three hours of of videoing that that room there was a white ball that came up from underneath the camera and it it flashed and it disappeared and it flashed and it disappeared. And it did that like three or four times, but you can tell it it wasn't a reflection. 
you could definitely tell if it was a flashlight or, you know, something like that, but it was just a white orb and it flashed, disappeared, flashed, disappeared, you know, and like I said, it did that a few times. So, and then one of the ultimate ones was the one I already described about how Mike wasn't feeling good. And then you saw an anomaly come out, out of them. And, but um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've caught some pretty good evidence over the last two years mm -hmm. that we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. Trent, buddy, any other questions you got? Oh, wow. You know, we, we could probably go another hour because I think about <laughs> different things like the uh, earlier on when you were talking about the idiots who try to taunt these <laughs> these spirits with uh, the Ouija boards and, uh, and all of that crazy stuff uh and and i'd love to get into that at some point too because i i feel like uh like people are are intentionally doing harm not only to themselves but uh to these spirits who just need rest right uh -huh. sure i mean uh, you know you, you look at you look at the world i mean we have uh for every reaction uh, there's an equal and opposite reaction you have on off black white so on and so forth you have uh life you have death and and part of that the the in the the living in life are here and the dead spirits are there and uh to antagonize we don't know what potential uh that the other side has uh so to antagonize and bring about that unknown that could be that could be very dangerous not only to themselves but to others uh or mm -hmm. the locations you don't know what you bring out that may linger or uh, may stick around or may bring friends with it. We don't know. And uh, so if you if you don't know, and it is the unknown, you have to tread carefully. It's okay to search for it. It's okay to find it. But I don't think it's okay to antagonize it. I don't think it's okay to uh, call upon them in that manner. If they're already there uh, and they're trying to be known, great. Let's... let's uh, Let's get the evidence that all that we can, but uh, to uh, to try to call upon something to come out, I think that's a that's a line that I'm not willing to cross. There there are times, and it's called provoking. Right. You see Zach do it all the time. Going back to our favorite show. Right. Would would I ever provoke? Maybe if if it called for it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into somebody's house and freak out and try to tick something off. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, the, like I said, the, there are times when maybe it's a little justified. Um, but kind of like what he said, you, you don't you don't want to tick off what you don't really know about. As right. far as Ouija boards, I'm 50-50 on them. Me personally, they don't bother me. I've used them. Matter of fact, uh, a good friend of mine, we were bored one night. It was like three o'clock in the morning. We went to this little old cemetery on a back road and we played with the Ouija board. Three o'clock in the morning at a cemetery. Didn't get nothing. Nothing. We were there for over an hour and that planchetta didn't move an inch. You know, you would figure that'd be the perfect time to stir something up, right? Right. There's other times you get a group of kids that are playing on the kitchen table and there's so much activity. So 
that's you know, a lot of people believe in it. A lot of people don't. Oh, it's a Hasbro game. You know, it can't be haunted. But <laughs> there is history behind the Ouija board. There are signs behind the Ouija board. There are rules you have to follow. Right. You know, and, and like you said, we could go a whole hour about schooling how to use a Ouija board. But um, <laughs> and then, you you know, you got the other realm of people doing seances. Right. Having the devil's Bible. You don't, me personally, you don't want to mess with that. You know, if, if mm -hmm. I ever walked into somebody's house and I went downstairs and they had drawings of goats and pigs and the star of David on the floor, I would probably say this, this ain't going to be for me. Right. That's you're you're messing with some bad stuff right there. Um, but yeah, you just, you kind of almost have to go with the flow on this and, have fun with it when you can and know when to stop, you know, mm -hmm. almost that's, that's probably some of the best advice I can give is have fun with it. And if things are getting too serious, you got to know when to walk away. Exactly. Wonderful advice. Yes. Any other questions, buddy? Anything else you got for them? Ah, uh, Oh boy. I mean, we, we could just go down roads. I mean, you, you got into the, yeah. <laughs> You got into the seances, which are kind of a, a hot button for me being a magician, obviously, yeah. because, uh, uh, well, two nights from now is the uh, anniversary of Harry Houdini's death right. on yeah. Halloween 1926. And for uh, uh, 11 or 12 years, Bess tried to reach out to Harry because Harry said, I've given you a code. If anybody can come back, I can come back. Mm -hmm. And he never did. There's some conjecture as to whether she got paid some money at the end and said that he did, and it never really happened. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the spiritualist movement was a huge thing, obviously, at the turn of the century. Sure. And that's where the Ouija boards came from, and yeah, as they called them, spirit boards back then. Yep. Yep. And it, it was an entire movement, and now uh what was taken at that time as as positive uh because people were trying to reach out to their loved ones after world war ii or world war one uh has now become this kind of evil and satanic sort of thing mm -hmm. and i wonder if it's just the perception of the times or is there a valid point there that it truly is evil I I wouldn't say it's evil. It can be used for. It's a tool that can be used for. Cor correct. It's innocent on its own. Okay. It depends on how you use it. It's you know. Uh, it's kind of like the weapon debate. You know, exactly. the weapon's evil, but it's the that. person using the weapon. You That's know. That's right. That's right. Wow. Yes. So, buddy, I guess it's time for what we call the yeah. ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Yeah, for anybody who wants to do something like you guys do and, you know, um, investigate the paranormal, investigate like a haunted house, what is your advice to them? Me? Me? Uh, you know, first of all, again, I, I've said this a few times, start open-minded. Don't, okay. look, don't look for the haunted. Uh, search for the anomalies. Try to recreate, try to disprove, try to debunk, 
when you can't, then investigate that. Uh, and and uh, when you're doing that, always try to be helpful to the person that has asked you to look into that. Um, walking into someone's house and saying, oh, yeah, you definitely have a haunted house with no proof or no evidence. Uh, again, that's not that's not helping anybody. So uh, th there's a right way to go about it. And there's obviously multiple wrong ways to go about it. But why do it if you're not going to do it the right way? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, be true to yourself about it. Don't please God. Don't Hollywood eyes. If that's <laughs> even a word. It, you know, hey, if Zach can call it an Ouija board, you can <laughs> say Hollywood. Eyes. Right. Exa exactly. Right? Okay. You know, don't fake evidence. Do research. Know the difference between what a dust particle and an orb looks like. You know, don't don't take a picture of one shadow and and say, oh my God, you know, I, I caught an, an anomaly on on the picture. You know, know what you're doing. Do a lot of research. That's what I did. That's what you know we did. It helps if you've had your own experiences, you know, like I said, we've all gone through our own paranormal experiences before and all mine happened while, you know, my grandmother was, was passing away and, you know, a lot of weird things were happening then. And that's what got me into the paranormal. What's going on. I want to understand more about this, but like I said, just be true to yourself, have fun with it. And mm -hmm. You just, you have to know, you don't have to be an expert, but know what you're doing. And yes. when I, when I started our Facebook page, I did it so we could try to get clients, you know, so we can, you know, Hey, we're a paranormal group in Erie, Pennsylvania. If your house is haunted, we would love to come check it out free of charge. Yeah. Now two, two years later, we have almost 3000 followers. Mm. We have people wow. asking. We, we have people asking if we have merchandise for sale. You know, I, we're doing giveaways now. Um, I was able to get a hold of a local author that, uh, that wrote books about haunted Erie County. And she gave me a bunch of books and autographed them. So I've been giving those away. You know, we've been doing giveaways within uh, investigations. You know, you can win an investigation with us. And people just absolutely love it. Now, with all that saying, I'm not Hollywoodizing it. I'm keeping <laughs> I'm keeping us in touch with our fans. Keep them interested, you know. Exactly. Uh, things like that. We did and uh, I did a giveaway for a couple books and one of our coffee mugs, and that brought us two investigations. Mm. You know, hey, nice. I, I know somebody whose house might be haunted. Let me see if I can talk to them and get you in. So, and and that was one of the. Uh, one of the investigations is the farm that we're doing down by Meadville uh, next month. So that's one way we advertise, you know, we're, we, we bring it in and do giveaways, keep our fans active, you know, and uh, that brings us a little bit of business in it, you know, as well. So have fun with it. Yeah. The outreach that we have doesn't change the process that we go through. No, it, it the process, stays true to itself. Uh, the outreach is just to, to gain to gain clients, uh, to gain some following, to uh, help with perspective and uh, share what we have and 
and other people share what they have. But the process stays the same. The outreach is great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, this has been wonderful tonight, guys. Again. I can talk to you guys over hours, and I can see Trent starting something and having you guys on a show, you know? Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, let me go green again. Oh, I can't. Now, it won't go green when I try to. There it goes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll start something. i tell you what, Trent. If you want to do an all-expense-paid vacation for us, we'll be more than welcome to come down to South Carolina, right? Is that where you're at? Yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina. You can go to the the Mordecai House is incredibly haunted. The Governor's Mansion, if we could get you in there, is another one. I mean. Yes. You know what we have to do? We have to get Trent down to Erie, Pennsylvania. And Jessica right now is going like. Yes. Yes. Uh, when will it stop snowing? Uh, because I know it's going to start, what, in about July. Two, Probably two days, July. And then, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm it'll be really to... hot. So you probably want to come in the snow, you know? Oh, <laughs> okay. There you go. It, it, it usually starts snowing middle of December-ish. And they usually say St. Patrick's Day is the last we call it the St. Patty's Day true. blizzard. So none of that. No. It still snows in November and April here. It does. Yeah. Well, That's why I said July, because July is a definite. There's no right. snow whatsoever, you know. But then well, it's a, when, when it's, I get to Erie, we'll not only make it St. Patrick's Day, but we'll go out and hunt some ghosts together. Absolutely, Ooh. that would be great. I That's don't care. I don't care what day it is. It'll still be St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was near December. We had a good one coming up. Yeah. Oh, what do you got? That's the that's our last question. Other than, or I actually have two questions for you, real quick. Number one, where can we find you? Yes, Erie Unknown uh, on Facebook. Uh, we're hopefully going to be doing a web page here pretty soon. Ooh, you know, if we can get the time to do it, mm-hmm. you know. And that's another thing. Obviously, this isn't a full time job. We all work full time. This yes. is a hobby of ours, you know. So, right. um, but. Uh, hopefully soon our website, and then you can find us on Facebook, Facebook, Erie, E-E-R-I-E, unknown and, uh, like, like us, follow us, uh, whenever we're allowed to, we, uh, post evidence. We do live feeds of our investigations and, you know, and that's another good thing about doing a live feed is we've actually had times where we had somebody who sits there with earphones on watching us and they'll say hey at this time stamp i thought i heard a voice you can go back and people actually have helped us out with that right. too so live feeds you know are, are more for just you know entertainment and people watching us you know but we've um the most we ever had we did um the dobler mansion mm. and it, it's a uh, it's out in fairview township and it's it's a well-known uh house here in the area and we were allowed to do a live investigation and when we when we advertised for it it reached over 30,000 people wow and during our live feed from start to finish and then over like the next week of people re-watching the live feed I want to say there was like 10 to 15,000 people that watched the investigation that's incredible. Um, it, That's it is, you know, and, and honestly, that put a smile on my face. You know, it's like, wow, we we did something that that many people cared about and thought was cool, you right. know. 
So that that's definitely a good feeling. And I, I can see, you know, how Zach is all giddy and happy that he's on national TV. You know, maybe someday we'll be there. I don't know. But I, I will make a promise if we ever make it national, I won't be possessed all the time. And we will not fake evidence, okay? I can see well, it now. Buddy Couch is going to get a letter from this group about this specific episode, probably followed by a court, a court summons, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's all opinion. It's all opinion. That's right. Yes. So the final question, what is your, any upcoming investigations that you can share with our audience? Are we allowed to share the one? Yeah, I think we are. Yep, yep, go ahead. Uh, We are going to uh, investigate the Hinsdale house. Ah. Uh, At least in this part of the country, a fairly well-known documented haunted (laughs) location. Uh, It, uh, We've got it for about 15 or 16 hours. Uh, it is in December, but the house the house is heated. And uh, <laughs> thank it's, you, God, because uh, uh, this part of New York uh, is is quite cold. And uh, but the, but the house itself, you have to go online, check it out. The Hinsdale House, Hinsdale. and uh, you can review a lot of evidence, a lot of groups that have been in there. It has been on a number of uh, a number of national shows for some of the most haunted locations in the country. Uh, we're lucky it's close by, uh, and uh, the donation to go is uh, was not that bad, and uh, we were able to book it. I'll tell you what, we had to wait to get uh, into December before we had an opportunity to actually find an open night. So uh, we're we're anxious to go there. And uh, we're, we're anxious to get back to you guys and let you know just what we found. For sure. Absolutely have to do this again, guys. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Is- Would love to. And we do the brewery, uh, the brewery, the brewery uh, yes. coming up soon in a couple of weeks. Yep. Oh, very nice. Trent, if you can get your butt down here, free beer and ghost hunting. I think those are some <laughs> of your some of your two favorite things on earth, you know? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm trying to think of others, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The the brewery that's a that's a well known location here in Erie that you yes. know people don't hide that it's haunted. It's um, other than I don't know if they've done it the last because of COVID, but they yeah. around this time they always do like haunted, yeah, haunted uh, tours. tours and whatnot. But for you, trying to you don't know what it is. Um, it's the old train station. You know, oh. here in Erie, and they converted into like a bar restaurant. And then down below, there's a there's a network of tunnels that runs down under uh, downtown Erie. And they use it. It wasn't anything, you know, criminal or, you know, didn't have a, a an unknown past to it. It was just that's how a lot of businesses went back and forth with with, with each other you know, with the tunnels underneath, but now those tunnels are said to be extremely haunted. Mm-hmm. So nice. we're, we're another... hoping, um, we did get in, we're hoping to be able to get the all access uh, card and we can go down in the tunnels and the whole nine yards with it. And uh, we did get permission to do live. So you can watch us on area Unknown. You can watch us through the investigation. And the tunnels, uh, some backstory for those, uh, especially with our winners. But 
as as Erie grew, those tunnels were important. They they kept coal going to uh, all the locations downtown, the businesses, uh, residences, um, goods from ships, goods from the train station. Uh, when when roads were impassable, goods still had to go out, and so right. the tunnels were developed. But again, as the industrial revolution took place, a lot of accidents, no safety, uh, no regulations. So there, there were a lot of mishaps, uh, unfortunately, and uh, that goes to the territory. So a lot of those reasons are said to be why the tunnels are haunted. Yeah. You know, and one, one more thing, and you guys, but to kind of go back to your question about why do we do this, for me, one of the big things is the history. Yes. Um, going like when we did the Griswold building, you would actually be surprised how much stuff was still left behind from the, the company. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you know, little bits and pieces of pots and pans, quality stickers, you know, the, <laughs> the tags that said, Hey, this, this pan serial number, this is, you know, this is what was wrong with it. Right. Just knowing that. 60, 70 years ago, somebody wrote this tag up and it was just left there. And right. now I'm holding it. I know that might sound a little quirky, you know, to say. No, people, it makes perfect sense. But going into some of these houses that were built in the 1800s, you know, going into buildings, you know, like I said, Griswold, that just has a huge, rich history to it. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things that I absolutely love about it. The, the house that or the, the office building that we did on Millionaire's Row. At one point, that was the mansion of a local business owner. Just walking in there and seeing the beautiful artwork, how that house was built. You know, in 1860, that house, it cost like $20,000 to build it. You know, and, and now <laughs> today it's worth like $5 million, you know. Right. But that's one of the things that I absolutely love. You know, and I, I wish I would have thought about that earlier, but going into these places and just getting hit with that history, it's an amazing feeling. So ghost, ghost hunting is actually bringing history alive. Yes, it, it really is. Does. It, it really, really does. does. Yep. Fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely well, guys, this, again, this yes. was this was wonderful tonight. And uh, we've got to do it again, only it doesn't have to be at Halloween time. Okay, we can yes, we can do it outside of Halloween sometime. You guys just let us know when, and we'll be here. Fantastic. Sounds good. Like I said, we're gonna have to get Trent down here to come on an investigation. We'll make it happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got the room for you, buddy. So All right. All right. Like I said, as long as it's not thirty below, yeah. and uh, yeah, eh, we'll... you'll get used to it. Or I'll get frostbitten. I won't notice. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's what I said. You'll get used to it. You'll just get All used right. to it. By, everything will be blue and you'll be, oh, when did that happen? And I'll be blue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yes. For all my buddies out there, you know my buddy Trent. You know my buddies James and Chris. I'm your buddy Nick Sorensen. This has been another episode of, of BuddyCast. Everyone, go be someone's buddy tonight, and we'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite podcast, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast, buddy, 
Yeah.